Well, we've spent a few weeks. Uh, we've spent a few weeks in the book of Matthew. Is that right? Yes. And uh, we've. Uh, I just opened up a, an old PowerPoint that Aaron made for me as we launched the Matthew series again. And he, the PowerPoint was was in, in November of 2018 that we that we got it going. Um, so that's good. Uh, so the entire series was called "Follow Me," and so we have essentially. Now, hear me right, because nobody's finished, but we have finished asking what it means to follow Jesus, or discovering, or be, j- starting this journey in the book of Matthew, following Jesus. The question is, now what? Right? Well, uh, there's a great segue from f- completing a text, a study of uh, following Jesus into the season in front of us, uh, both you know in the fall and the holidays, and it's uh, Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. Here's how what Paul says to the church at Coloss. And he says, "So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, the just as is as a is a it looks like a W and an S in the Greek. It's it's hos, and it means in the same way." Just as, and it's we know that phrase because that's the same phrase as, as in heaven, so on earth. Okay, that's the it's a Mathenian uh, principle. This way, and just like it is here, just the way it's there. And he's saying, in the same way that you receive Christ, in the same manner, the same attitude that you receive Christ Jesus, continue to live your lives in Him. So we we can. How do, how do we continue? The way we got started. The way in is also the way on. And we didn't begin this thing through our efforts or our calisthenics. We didn't earn our way into this. We obeyed with gratitude the command of Jesus to follow him. And so Paul tells us that how we continue to follow him is in verse 7, and it's not necessarily on your screen because I just want you to see the, 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 the most direct verbs. So then, as you receive Christ, continue in him. Then he says, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith. So we're going to continue. We're going to, but those are all, I'm, I'm starting right off the bat here. I'm going to maybe lose somebody. don't want to nerd out here. But those are all passive verbs meaning continue in Christ, but letting these things happen to you. Of course, you decide to, but these things happen to you. Being root up, being built up, being strengthened. All of those things are going to happen to you. What are you supposed to do? Enjoy it? I don't know who said enjoy it. I don't know who said that, but you ain't wrong. But other than but how do we how do we enjoy it? Look at the last the, the last three words on your screen are the are a, are the only that there is a is is the direct verb it's the it's the active verb in the sentence. How are we supposed to? What, I'm supposed to follow Christ, being rooted, being built up, being strengthened. What am I supposed to do? Overflowing with thankfulness. We are to give thanks so much that it overflows. We keep following Jesus by overflowing with gratitude. We keep following Jesus by overflowing with gratitude. Overflowing. Now that's different than a tip 
then a nod, then setting aside one day a year to be thankful and 364 days to be bitter. (laughs) You know, overflowing with gratitude, meaning there's so much, there's so much giving thanks happening in me that there's no more room for it, and now it starts flowing up out the outside. And it's just falling off everywhere I go. Hey, you dropped some gratitude there. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't hold anymore. Hey, 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 quit. You, what are you here? Is this your gratitude? You left? I can't hold it. Everywhere you go, there's gratitude falling around, leaving around. Hey, you left. Has Brian been here? There's gratitude. That's what I want to be known for. Oh, golly, there's gratitude everywhere. Dabs must. Somebody from Heritage must have been here. Oh, people are grateful. <laughs> We keep following Jesus by overflowing with gratitude. But I have a warning for you today. And it's my, you know, sometimes it's on you. It's the person who's, whoever, the buck has to stop somewhere. Stops with me. And here's the warning. Help me, Faith, with this. They need to see it in print. Gratitude is a benevolent bully. There are characteristics of bullying. And I know what they are because I Googled them. And therefore, I know I'm right. 100% accurate. <laughs> Found it on the interwebs. Yeah. And according to the uh, interwebs, gratitude meets all the characteristics of being a bully. And I'm sorry I have to tell you. But, it, but someone's got to warn you about gratitude. Here are the characteristics of this benevolent bully. Faith, let's go to the first one. First of all, gratitude insists on its own way. It insists on being grateful. Gratitude will not agree with anything else. Gratitude is stubbornly close-minded. Gratitude will not complain. You you cannot give thanks and complain at the same time. (laughs) You cannot gripe and and give thanks at the same time. You cannot pout and give thanks at the same time. You cannot doubt and give thanks at the same time. In fact, gratitude has this way of always leading us to greater faith. Gratitude doesn't even... Gratitude does not get along with depression or anxiety. And the thing about gratitude is it never lets discouragement or despair have their way. Gratitude insists on keeping us connected to and confident in the goodness of God. One of the most common refrains throughout the Old Testament scriptures, and it is present in some form, well, there's some debate, but let's just say over 100, 111, 115 times. Uh, But that's significant. One of the most common refrains in the Old Testament scriptures is, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And his loving kindness or his faithful love, his chesed, endures forever. Gratitude 
keeps us connected to, confident in the goodness of God. And because of that, it, will, it just refuses to give in. Refuses to change the subject. It insists that God is good and that His love endures forever and it insists on saying so. Secondly, gratitude does not share. Doesn't play well with others. Gratitude... Gratitude does not share space in your mouth or your mind or your heart with any other vices. Gratitude, you can't, you can't put both in there. Gratitude will push everything else out of the room. It will not share the couch with negativity. It will not let resentment sit at the table. It displaces discontent and covetousness and jealousy. It just will not abide them in its space. It is a bully. You cannot be, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, gratitude will not share space with stinginess, with anger, bitterness, or resentment. It just won't share the space. Gratitude doesn't even abide, it will not put up with harsh words or hurtful sarcasm or rude humor. Yes. Now, gratitude likes to have a good time, I'm sure, and razzmatazz and tell some jokes, all those are fun. But we're talking about gratitude will not abide uh, a hurtful, profane uh, sentiment. Right. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. I might say, which are put out of place by thanksgiving. Yeah. Doesn't share. Here's a big one. Gratitude will pressure you into changing your friends. Gratitude will insist that you start hanging out with its friends. If, you, if, 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 you, if gratitude gets into your life, gratitude is going to insist that you start hanging out with hope. Gratitude comes over and all of a sudden he's like, hey, you got some room? I got hope with me. I got some joy with me. I got some faith with me. I've got some optimism with me. I got a, hey, you mind? I got some friends with me. Like, oh, I just invited gratitude and now I've got hope and now I've got joy and now I've got optimism. Oh, great. And peace? Oh, great. I only have so much room here. I was saving space for some resentment. Bitterness is like, I'm out of here. Don't like that gratitude guy. Where'd fear go? Oh, he left a long time ago. <laughs> He's a bully. And if that's not enough, just when you think that all of his friends, he's like a clown car. 
You think that's it? Nope, nope, nope. Out comes contentment and better emotional, mental, and physical health. Multiple studies now suggest that people who feel and express gratitude are much more likely to have higher levels of happiness and lower levels of depression and stress. That practicing gratitude has been linked not only to better health, but, but sounder sleep, less anxiety and depression, and higher long-term satisfaction with life, and <laughs> kinder behavior toward others. And this is the kicker. These results have been verified by their spouses. <laughs> spouses and family members. Like clinical tests. One study shows that feeling grateful makes people less likely to turn aggressive when provoked. It makes us pause and think that one reason people are so easily provoked is that they are constantly rehearsing what is wrong. Constantly rehearsing angst and anxiety, those things will also have detrimental emotional, psychological, and physical effects in our life. One, One piece of research tells us that Gratitude can have a uh, can alter the base line in our lives of our of, of happiness. People psychologists say there's basic, there's a baseline of happiness in most people's lives, and they say it's the result of their temperament and their personality and all those kinds of things that you know nature nurture all that stuff, and that basically that we that that people kind of settle in like a cruise control. And that sometimes they go a little, maybe they go 67, maybe they go 59, but they have that cruise control. They're kind of just right there. And, and circumstances change in life. Maybe they get a little bit giddy, maybe they go down, but they be, and, and that there's almost, and the former study said there's almost nothing you can do about it. You're probably, you're just going to stay right there. That's the way you're engineered. You're hardwired for this. Until they started researching gratitude. And they found that practicing gratitude is like sticking a car jack underneath that line. And that, that giving thanks and doing so consistently is like going cricket, cricket, cricket. You can jack up your joy through gratitude. How many want to get your joy jacked? <laughs> Furthermore, they have found that feelings of gratitude, when gratitude is cultivated, it directly, listen to this, it directly, gratitude is good for your brain. Gratitude directly af- affects the regions of the brain associated with the neurotransmitter dopamine. Dopamine is, feels good to get. When our brains say, release dopamine, our bodies go, oh yeah, that's real good. We like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called the reward neurotransmitter. And dopamine is, is, is also important in initiating action. That means it increases. When we, when we do something and then there's dopamine attached to it, there's an inclination. The mind, the body say, oh, do that again. And gratitude activates the dopamine centers in your brain. He's not here. 
I told Austin he needed to yell out loud because it was a good joke. But yes, yes, we're saying that gratitude is dope. <laughs> it's as if our bodies were designed to function well, to function better on gratitude. And the thing is, because of all this biochemical reaction, what we find is once you start seeing things to be grateful for, and once you start giving thanks, you'll start looking for more things to be grateful so that you can get another hit. (laughs) Be careful. Gratitude will make you an addict. You will become addicted to gratitude, to optimism, and to joy. I've warned you. But there's more. Gratitude thinks it owns everything. Doesn't have good <laughs> gratitude doesn't have good boundaries. Gratitude will eat off of other people's plate. What do you mean by that? I mean, real gratitude believes that God is good. And that God is good whether he's being good to me or good to you. Gratitude says, oh, I, if, if, if you've got something, if you've got a blessing or a breakthrough in your life, gratitude will take just as much delight in the breakthrough and blessing in your life as it does its own. Gratitude will say, oh, you got something good on that plate? Gratitude, gratitude will just eat it. It doesn't have any boundaries. It just thinks it owns everything. It'll just rejoice in breakthrough and blessing no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Gratitude doesn't believe. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good only to me. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. And wherever I find his goodness, I'm going to start rejoicing in it. I'm going to start giving thanks for it. That's why people love my wife. They do. Her family, her friends. If they, Because, you know, sometimes you have to admit it now. I'm not going to scold anybody. But we kind of live in this culture where if people, when sometimes people are afraid to say if they've experienced something good or they got a new thing or new, uh, something good. They, and because some, the minute they share it, somebody will spit in their soup about it. Don't be a soup spitter. Oh, this good thing happened. Well, I don't know. Some condescending thing. Some they'll, they'll condescend. They'll dismiss. They'll find something that might be wrong with it, or maybe they some shame squad will show up. But there we have a bunch of soup. We have a bunch of soup spitters. But gratitude, but gratitude doesn't spit in your soup. It eats off your plate. People love if people have if people experience receive something good. The in our in our circle, our friends, the the first person they will call is Mrs. Daff. If her family gets anything, her sisters get anything good. One time, one of her sisters called because she was excited. She just saw some celebrity. And I happened to answer the phone. And I tried to answer the I said, who just, and she said, oh, I just saw so-and-so. And then I, I, I said, oh, was she in that one movie? I got the movie wrong. I got the person wrong. And I got about 15 seconds into the phone call before the sister says, put my sister on the phone. <laughs> And then the party started. It was as if Mrs. Dab was right there in the moment because gratitude will share, will, will feast on the goodness of God with you. And then somehow, here's the kicker. Somehow, when we, be, when we will give thanks for God's goodness, no matter where it is, 
gratitude becomes a magnet for every good thing. Gratitude begins to pull on the goodness of God and makes us, it makes our plate overflow as well. And here's another thing about gratitude. It is never satisfied. Gratitude doesn't know the word enough. It's exhausting. No. <laughs> gratitude, you, here's the deal. You can never give thanks too much. You're, the Lord is never going to say to you, that's enough, Meg. You can stop being grateful. I've had too much of your thankfulness. This world will never, will never say, you know what? We are suffering from too much gratitude. Your heart, your mind will never say it's too much. You, you will never cease benefiting from it. There are a lot of things that you can do and then that's all you can do. I mean, you can only do so many push-ups until your body gives up and after that you're going to hurt yourself, right? You can only take so many vitamins before they just stop working, right? And then you got to start over some other time. But with gratitude, it doesn't matter how much you do it, it's only going to keep helping. It's only going to keep healing. It's only going to keep promoting more and more hope. It is absolutely insatiable. You can never do it enough. And the more you do it, the more it wants to be expressed. And the more you do it, the more you find reasons and things and the goodness of God. Gratitude will begin to sift through life and look for and find the goodness of God, even in things that aren't flashy, even in things that aren't particularly spectacular. But it'll begin to see the goodness of God in the minutia, in the small things. And before you know it, your life is overwhelmed because gratitude just never knows too much. I'm warning you, if you give gratitude an inch, it'll take a mile. And finally, and this is really significant, something you need to be aware of in this age. Gratitude will affect your reputation. You take this seriously. If you develop, if you develop a practice, a habit of gratitude, it will affect what people think of you. What they say about you. How they feel about you. They may want to be around you. People might enjoy your company more. People may seek out your company only just to be around the vibe of gratitude that you're giving off. Wouldn't it be great if that were a reputation for a church? Oh, listen, you don't want to go there. You go there and you start being grateful. (laughs) Most people are like grateful. They just give thanks. I mean, we went there and we were were all bitter and resentful about life and they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't, it just, all of that got pushed out. Gratitude will change your reputation of you and your, your life, your family. And I believe it should change the reputation. What if, what if believers were just known as those people who overflowed with gratitude? 
Well, if you're concerned, here's how you know if you have or are becoming a victim of this benevolent bully. Know know the signs. Knowledge is power. You need need to know the signs. My wife's trying to get me. Babe, I'm going to be courageous. I want them to know the signs. Here's how you can tell. Know the signs. Number one, if you, here's how you know that you, if you've become a, vic- a victim of this benevolent bully of gratitude, you may be experiencing a measured increase in contentment. You may experience a greater sense of optimism. You may feel generally encouraged and even feel inclined to encourage others. You may begin to develop warm feelings of peace. You may sense deeper, stronger affection for those around you. This is not on the list, but I feel like it's, it's, it, it's, it's incumbent upon me, upon me to warn you. You might find yourself uh, talking to yourself differently than you're used to. You may start hearing less and less negative self-talk. You may actually start singing for no reason. Here's what I need to tell you. Uh, Gratitude often begins to show initial symptoms on the face. Yeah, on the face. Usually it's the result of gratitude being present in the mouth. Or the mind, but then it'll ex- usually express itself on the face. <laughs> this region here. You might want to look. Your phone's out. And here's the, the fallout. Uh, it's contagious. It can, yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, and... Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It may lead to increased uh, expressions of thanksgiving. Uh, You might, it'll come out in, it'll come out in verbal expressions. It might, you might find uh, gratitude expressing itself in written form. Uh, You might even find gratitude coming out in, in like the giving of gifts. Everybody say, know the signs. Now, is anyone in the room concerned that you might have become a victim of the gratitude? Well, if you're concerned, I can diagnose you. Trust me, I'm a doctor. So let's just do this right now, shall we? I can do this. You ready? You ready? These results will not be kept private. Let's try this. Right now, everybody, with me. Can anyone, can you right now think of one 
specific thing. Something good. And the good, something good that you have or received and the goodwill behind it, that's what gratitude is, joyfully recognizing something good and the goodwill behind it. Can you think of one good thing? Just one. Now, be very specific. Don't be like, I like coconuts. I know. <laughs> if you, be specific. I like the coconut I had yesterday. Be specific. One specific thing. Can you find one specific thing that you believe, oh, that is, that is, that is the result of the goodness of God. One specific thing. Can you find one thing? Yes. You got it? Yes. All right. Now, now, just if you came with the person, whoever you're next to, maybe just take a moment, one to another, and, and tell someone next to you what that one thing is. Go ahead and do it. Paul, you can tell me. You can tell Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. You got it? Boy, guys, you're talking a long time. It's like you're grateful. Oh, no. I was worried this was going to happen. All right. All right. All right. How about... Wait, wait. What about one more... And you at home watching live or later? What about... Can you think of one more thing? Not, not the thing you said before. How about one more? Can you think of one more? One, just one more thing for which you are grateful that is something good from the Lord in your life. One specific thing right now. Can you think of it? All right. Take a moment. Tell the person next to you what that is. I'm thankful that these glasses will stay on my face. Yeah. Hey, baby. Nothing. All right. Wait, did you do it? Yes. All right, now I know this is getting, I just, I know, but just trust me, this is what do, us doctors have to do. Can you think? We paid a lot of money for that thing, babe. Uh, uh, <laughs> and there's a sequel. <laughs> uh, can you think of one more thing? One, uh, uh, one more thing. One more thing. All right, think of it specific, very specific. All right, share it with somebody next to you. One more thing. All right. Okay. Is anyone feeling any of the symptoms of gratitude right now? I thought this would happen. All right, let me follow up. Uh, let me ask you this question, and uh, maybe let me see. Remember, gratitude eats off of everybody else's plate and rejoices over others' breakthroughs and blessing as if it were its own. Remember. So let me ask this. Uh, has anyone experienced in the last few months any specific kindness from a friend or a family member? Lift your hand. Oh, boy. Are you thankful? Would you give thanks for that? All right, all right, okay, okay. Has anyone experienced uh, in the last few months any, the, you've experienced the healing virtue of Jesus Christ in your physical body. Is anybody? Lift up your hand. 
Look, lift them up. Take a look around. Give thanks to God for that. Has anyone experienced any specific provision, any supply of a need that God has met a specific need in your life the last few months? Wait, no, get your hands up. Take a look around. You should give thanks to God as if that was your own. All right. Is anybody in this room, does anybody in this room, are you a follower of Jesus? Yes. All right, I got one more. And this is the last test to know whether or not gratitude has, has had influence in your life. I have one question. Is anybody's name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? There will come a day when a book will be closed. And if your name's not in that book, the Bible says that if your name is not in that book, that you'll be cast for eternity into a lake of fire. But if your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, you, Jesus Christ will welcome you into an eternity with Him. And then no matter what we experience on this, no matter what supernatural provision or power we experience, Jesus told His disciples, look, all of that stuff is great. Kick demons in the teeth. But rejoice over this. Here is the primary principled reason. This is why Psalm 107 verse 2 says, Has the Lord redeemed you? You better say so. So let me ask you that question again and give you an opportunity to respond. I want you to respond with an offering of gratitude. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Come on, let's stand and give God thanks. Come on, let's give the Lord thanks, everybody. Man, I would—I wish I would have had you do uh, uh, look what the Lord has done. Maybe we'll do it next time. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. Lord, we pray that we would be a people who follow Jesus overflowing with gratitude. This is our prayer, our commitment, our consecration to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. If you believe it, let somebody hear you say amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for being with us online or later. We bless you in Jesus' name. Have a fantastic week. That's right, buddy.